the 401k advisor elects not to do it, then um, don't come crying later on and said the big bad record keeper is taking my spot. I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist Podcast. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better ambassador for the 401k advisory space than Brad Arends. The co-founder and CEO of IntelliSense sits on conference panels, organizing committees, and anywhere else to get the word out about helping underserved American workers save for retirement. His focus goes far beyond simply investing in the 401k, and he's banging the drum about what it will really take to achieve successful retirement outcomes while ensuring profitability for advisors and their firms. Brad, you've said for some time that every advisor should do a deep dive into the data and really examine their books of business. Why is that so important? Um, well, number one, it will be eye-opening, I think, in terms of um, looking at the data and seeing um, from the views of record keepers, uh, because they're looking at the same data and they're they're looking at it and saying, okay... Um, how can we monetize that participant? Um, that's what record keepers are doing today. Uh, they're they're doing it as a result of uh, fee compression, and they're now uh, basically getting into the advisory business at the participant level. And they've done the math; they they can see how much money they're making today on record keeping. But then they know if they can get that participant as a private wealth client uh, down the road, whether that's uh, the rollover uh, at retirement time or whether that that is the potential for non-qualified assets to come over er- earlier than that. If you look at the major record keepers that are doing it, um, <laughs> they've they've kind of hit a home run and, and this is helping with fee compression. Um, now, I will not argue a, a bit that um, that the service that they are providing is necessary for the American worker. Somebody has to do that, <clears throat> and it's either going to be the record keeper. And if the if the 401k advisor elects not to do it, then um, don't come crying later on and <laughs> said the big bad record keeper is taking my spot um, because we have a decision to make. If if we're not going to do it as advisors, um, the record keepers are going to do it. Uh, all the big ones are going to do it. They're doing it today. Fidelity's doing it. Empower's doing it. Schwab's doing it. Uh, some of them are more sensitive to advisors who want to do it. Some of them are not a bit sensitive to advisors that, that want to do it. Um, so it's a decision we as advisors uh, need to realize is happening today. It is a desperate service that uh, em- em- participants, employees of of plan sponsors, uh, they need the service. It's just who's going to deliver it. Uh, And with that, um, you need to determine, you need to look at your own data and say what, um, you know, how many participants do we have? What what kind of uh, uh, revenue per participant do you currently bring in? And then say, if I'm going to get into private wealth, how is that going to change it? And then what do I have to do to get into private wealth? And that's what I was going to ask next. Exactly. What do they have to get do to get into private wealth? How did you make it so successful? Um, we've spent the last six years doing two things. Number one, putting a team together. Uh, we knew we wanted to get into private wealth. We'd seen the data and we knew that there was a need. And I had clients ask us to get into private wealth. 
because they were concerned that uh, I had a client flat out tell me that uh, uh, we did a great job of getting their employees to retirement, but then we abandoned them. Okay. And and uh, fee or commission based uh, brokers would come along and basically undo twenty five years of our work, getting wow. them to retirement by putting them in, in you know some sort of index annuity that had a really really cool looking brochure that kind of hypnotized the the participant and uh, but they didn't go through the three hundred fifty basis points of excess cost and uh, contingent um, surrender charges so. Um, it is. It's a problem there today. So you've got. If you're going to do this, you've got to look at people smarts plus great technology. Um, these people, you can have technology out there. We've spent a lot of time and money putting a, a number of different pieces of technology together, but you've got to have the underlying people to service those people. And your 401k advisors don't have the time to deliver. A grade service to both uh, the plan level and to do financial planning, for example. Um, you're going to uh, have to, if you get in this business, you're going to have to get CFPs. Either part, you're going to have to partner with them or you're going to have to get them on your staff. We elected to go the latter. Uh, we wanted those people uh, on our team so we could deliver uh, them as part of our uh, retirement readiness team. Um, we used to call it our own personal worksite uh, financial wellness program. We don't call it that anymore. Um, we're calling it our, our own worksite financial planning uh, platform. And um, we, in order to do that, you've got to have CFPs. I didn't have a single CFP five years ago. I have 10 today. And if you ask me uh, what's the outlook going forward in the next three to five years, I'll have 25 to 30. Um, uh, because it, it's, I, I just foresee financial planning becoming an employee benefit. And um, I've got clients that are already treating it like an employee benefit. I've got clients that are paying 100% of our, um, of our fees for financial planning. I've got clients that are paying 60% of our fees. Um, I have clients that want to make it kind of a subscription. Uh, but at the end of the day, you've got to be flexible, but you've got to put, you've got to have the resources from a people standpoint. And um, so we have, which costs money, um, but then you've got to put in their hands um, a way to make money off of the mass affluent. Um, do we want to uh, provide financial planning services for uh, the owners? What I call the 1% of, um, uh, of Americans that are the top earners. Sure, we want to do that. And um, they're the people that actually hire us, you know, the CEOs, the CFOs. Uh, upper management. But, um, you know, there's a flock of people in the wealth management industry that, that that are working with those people, quite frankly. That's a crowded space. But none of those, many of those people in wealth management today, they're just stepping over the typical American, the American worker. And so you've got to put together a team, but with technology to be able to service that profitably. And if you do it, um, you can be profitable. Uh, we're a testament to it. I can tell you we make money uh, from a wealth management standpoint um, working with smaller account balances. But, you know, And what do I mean by smaller account balances? If you looked at IntelliSense today, we have over a billion dollars in, in private wealth um, and our average account is under $400,000. Okay. And so that would be 
you know, the American worker. Um, and, and are we making money off, off of that? Yes, we are making money off of that. In fact, it's more profitable than our 401k, uh, advisory services. It's more well, profitable than our group insurance services. It's, uh, it's, um, and that's it what works. I was going to ask. I mean, is this at this point the way that the uh, business is headed? Uh, is there ever going to be a pure play 401k advisor, do you think, at this point? Um, is it inevitable that wealth management and the 401k space are going to converge from an advisory standpoint? Um, it's going to be real tough uh, to not have some sort of solution for it, either uh, bringing it in-house like we did or partnering uh, with a wealth management um, firm that is willing to work with the 99% um, because some of them have minimums of seven figures before they'll, they'll work with them. Um, it's going to be very difficult. If you look at all the major aggregators, um, whether that's cap trust hub, one digital, they're all working on this issue. They're all um, converging retirement with wealth. And uh, some of them are even uh, like we are bringing in the group insurance. Look, look at one digital. I mean, they've got more group insurance clients than they have 401k clients. And they got a boatload of 401k clients. Same same with Hub uh, there. Um, so I, I think that um, that advisor that is single disciplined is going to have a tough time in a competitive environment. Uh, in all size plans, um, if they do not have a solution uh, to the convergence of uh, at least retirement and wealth. I'm not saying that um, would it benefit you to also have a solution from a group insurance standpoint? Sure, it would. Because believe me, um, you're, there's going to be relationship pricing out there. Um, Hub's going to do that. One Digital is going to do it. It's going to be like the cable company. At the, in the beginning, we got one service from the cable company. And by the, by the time they were done, we had three services with them. They were doing our internet. They were doing our phone. And they gave us volume discounts. That is what the aggregators are going to be able to do. And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with get, getting uh, – Giving, uh, it's not a prohibited transaction to give volume discounts because you've got a larger relationship there. And um, you've got to have the capability to do that um, in order to compete from a pricing standpoint and then from a service standpoint. So it'll be tough, John. It will. So speaking of capabilities, you just recently released something that was uh, you know, pretty groundbreaking within the industry. Can you give us just a quick overview of that? Well, it gets back to how are we going to service th these people? Um, without having data and <laughs> we sat back and kind of scratched our heads and said okay how can we um get the same kind of data that a record keeper has and we said we've got to create an app and that app um allows us to take a download of data from hr of of uh, name birth date and wage and that's the beginning and and then we load it into our app um, it, we actually make that app available through the plan sponsor as part of our worksite financial planning services. And the first thing that happens with um, with that is when we're rolling it out to the participant, the participant sees a personalized video that um, says, uh, here's what a, a budget should look like for you. Um, then it'll say, here's what your maximum, here's a range of what your maximum debt load should be. 
here's a range of how much money you should have in an emergency savings program. Uh, here's how much uh, life insurance you have through your employer, which is generally one-time salary uh, for most Americans. Um, here's how much you really need, um, you know, a range um, uh, of life insurance that you need. And then it will uh, give you an idea based on your age and your wage as to how much you should have today in your retirement program in order to be on track to having enough money tomorrow when you get to your normal retirement age. And it'll be personalized for um, for every participant that I, we call it a foundational financial plan there. And the goal is to give them an idea of of what those five things should look like for them. And quite frankly, it'll probably kind of be disruptive for that typical American because they'll sit back and they'll say, I don't have anywhere near that. Uh, the average American has $400 in savings. I mean, that's barely enough to get a new dishwasher. I, I, I mean, they need, they, they, they need roughly three to six months worth of their pay in, in, accessible for, for, you know, emergencies, for pandemics, for uh, uh, people, you know, a spouse not able to go to work for a period of time and, and you're a two-income earning family, you know, and so it's supposed to give them an idea and if they add additional data because it gives them the ability to go and add their own personal data about that other 401k plan that they left with a prior employer or their spouse's re retirement plan. Um, uh, it can add the non-qualified assets in there and it, it just gets smarter then. The system just gets smarter. And then uh, if they feel that they still need uh, an ear or somebody that can help them uh, create a more holistic financial plan, Boom! Up will pop uh, the IntelliSense uh, CFP that uh, is is serving that employer's case, um, and uh, then they can um, hire us. Or for some of our clients, the employer's paying for it. I mean, I've got a four thousand life group where the employers, uh, in essence, um, saying any employee can get a, a holistic financial plan from IntelliSense. So where can they find the app and um, how is it available? The app is on both app stores. Um, you can go out and it's really only available through your employer. You know, this app is built for the to put the 401k advisor at the center of solving this problem. And what's it called? It, um, it's actually an app that you can buy from eMoney. We worked with eMoney to, as think of us, uh, there was a group of 401k advisors that they called together and we were the architects of it. And eMoney was the engineer that, that built it. And so it's out there. And, uh, we call our own version. You can, uh, we private labeled it. So it's, it's the IntelliSense Life Steps app in the app store. But if you want uh, to know where to go get it, call eMoney up. Uh, and they're a, le a leading provider of of uh, financial planning software. Um, and so they can do not only this um, foundational financial plan uh, for you, uh, but then they can also be your solution for the holistic uh, financial plan. Understood. Brad Arends, that's exactly what we needed. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Do appreciate it. Um, I appreciate uh, the interest, John. Thank you very much.